Back in August, in explainer number 380, we profiled Guatemala's new president-elect, Bernardo Arevalo. Four months later, we find ourselves in the melancholy position of having to explain that there is some doubt as to whether he'll ever actually get to do any presidenting. If you'd like the full-blown catch-up, you could pause right here and go back and listen to Explainer number 380, and frankly, we'd be grateful for the extra plays, especially if you live just next door to Guatemala in Honduras, where for some reason we are, as of this recording, the seventh most popular politics podcast. And with a few extra spins, we could conceivably reel in Mirada Semanal and Esla Manana de Federico, whoever those losers even are, for the spot in the Honduran top five, which has long been a dream of all of us at Team Foreign Desk. But if our chart positions in Central America mean absolutely nothing to you, you monsters, the brief recap on President-elect Bernardo Arevalo is basically this. He's a 65-year-old career diplomat who had served as Guatemala's Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs and Ambassador to Spain before becoming a think-tanky boffin with particular interest and expertise in conflict resolution and then getting elected to Guatemala's Congress in 2019. His father, Juan José Arevalo, was President of Guatemala himself from 1945 to 1951 and was broadly a decent sort. Bernardo Arevalo handily won this year's election in the second round, seeing off former First Lady Sandra Torres. Arevalo went big on promoting education and healthcare, promised to crack down on Guatemala's absolutely chronic corruption, and promised to be very much the son of his father, who is generally recalled fondly. Once you have working institutions, you can, you can begin to put in place mechanisms for a structural resolution of the historical deficits that we have in development, in health, in education, in nutrition, in everything that governments have not been interested to address because there have been governments interested actually in pilfering the state. However, back in August, when explaining Arevalo's victory, the explainer noted that Arevalo was not due to be sworn in as president until January the 14th and observed that five months is a very long time in Central American politics. So it has proved. Shenanigans are afoot, seeking to prevent Arevalo's inauguration. Guatemala's Attorney General has declared the election result void, claiming that the wrong forms were used during the first round of the vote back in June. These illegal actions seriously violate the rights of everyone in Guatemala. If this strikes you as maybe a bit thin, you are not alone. Guatemala's Electoral Commission has retorted to the effect of fooey, we paraphrase somewhat, but that was the gist, and insisted that the election result is unalterable. Nevertheless, the move has prompted an amount of anxiety from Arevalo himself, who has described it as a coup attempt, indeed, an absurd, ridiculous and perverse coup attempt, and by the Organization of American States and the European Union, who have scrambled to denounce this attempt to stop Arevalo from starting work. That plurality from which we're going to build unity... That plurality that, despite our differences, makes it clear that if we do not walk together, they're going to steal democracy from us. They're going to take away our opportunity. They're going to kill our hope. 
and they're going to plunge us into a cycle of hundreds of years and decades of swindling the people and stealing our future. No more. Let us walk from now until January the 14th and from January the 14th onwards. The thing is, it isn't the first. The Guatemalan Attorney General in question, Maria Consuelo Porras, has suspended the operations of Arevalo's party, the Seed Movement. The Seed Movement's officers have also been raided by police, and plausible ish reports have suggested a plot to assassinate Arevalo himself. What is happening is a series of continuous and illegal acts by the Public Prosecutor's Office, led by Consuelo Porras and the Prosecutor Rafael Carucci. As for who may be behind all of whatever this is, a hint was dropped by the US early this week when it announced visa restrictions on more than 300 Guatemalans, including prominent business folk, their families, and more than half of Guatemala's Congress. At which point, the finger of suspicion might start quivering in the direction of incumbent President Alejandro Giamatti, on whose watch standards of Guatemalan governance have plummeted further from a pretty low mark, but whose Vamos party is nevertheless the largest in Congress. But Giamatti himself shows no inclination to outstay his welcome. He didn't stand in the presidential election, being both term-limited and enormously unpopular, and Vamos's candidate, Manuel Conde, fell short of the second-round runoff. And Giamatti has insisted this week that he will oversee a peaceful transition of power in January. But few Guatemalans appear to believe that he is not enmeshed somewhere in the Attorney General's campaign against his successor, and she had already been banned from the United States for being keener on obstructing investigations into corruption than she is on democracy, the rule of law, and other things in which one might suppose an Attorney General would take a professional interest. And we are still, as of this recording, a month away from President-elect Arevalo taking the oath, there are two things likeliest to help him get there. One is the continuing visible support of his voters. Protests in support of Arevalo have been a regular occurrence since the election, notably featuring Guatemala's long-marginalised indigenous peoples. We are present in the walk. We as Guatemalans, as indigenous people, we want democracy to be free. Our vote was made on July 25th and August 20th as Guatemalan citizens, and we elected the governors who should take office. The other is international attention, especially from the United States, the reluctance of whose previous president to listen when the people spoke has inevitably given other sore losers ideas. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.